Recently, I read this wonderful book called Fair Play by Eve Rodsky, and it's completely changed my relationship with my partner. Now, when I bought this, I thought this is a book for women, but the title sounded interesting, so I bought it, and I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did read this book, because it brought more passion, more connection, more trust, and more sex in my relationship. So this has been huge, so I recommend everybody to read this now. This is not your typical relationship book. It's a book about managing your household, sharing the mental load, so that one partner isn't doing everything, keeping everything together and feels overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, and there's a lot of resentment. So typically, the women in a the household, they're often doing the invisible work. The work behind the scenes that's not really visible, like doing the dishes, changing diapers, bringing kids to school. So this is huge, not because it brings more passion, it reduces the amount of tension and conflict in your relationship. And as a result, your relationship is going to flourish when you weed out the bad stuff in your relationship and they are there and I encourage you if you're not in a relationship right now or you're not living together read this book because you better know right now and can do it right the first time rather than bumbling in wasting years having all this conflict all this resentment and not getting anywhere so this is huge I highly recommend it and what we're going to do in this video is I'm going to give you a high-level overview. The book is based on playing a game, more or less, with different cards, where each of you is going to hold different cards and is responsible for a certain task or activity in the household. So I'm going to give you an overview of how the game is played, the principles behind this, and then honestly, I want you to get this book, I want you to get the card deck so you can play with your partner because this will change your relationship. So what are the core rules or principles behind playing a fair play game? Now, fair play doesn't mean that every one of you should hold equal amount of tasks or to-dos in the household. It is all about perceived fairness. One might hold more cards than the other, but because you talk about it, because you share why you want to do this or why you don't want to do this and how you want to do this, you free up so much mental space and you feel like it is talked about, it is in the open space and you feel appreciated for doing the work that you know needs to be done, but oftentimes you know this to be true, it's just invisible. You've been cleaning the bathroom or doing the dishes, but your partner hasn't even noticed. I'm guilty of this all the time. My girlfriend is amazing in the household and she cleans the bathroom, for example, and I come in and I don't even notice. And this is horrible. But once I read this book, I learned how to first make her feel more appreciated, but also take something away from her to-do list so she has more time for herself. And overall, our relationship flourishes. So, what are the four major principles for playing the game? First, you got to realize everyone's time is created equal. And this is contrary 
in today's society because we think, well, my hour is so and so worth, like I can do a hundred bucks an hour, so why would I waste my time doing the dishes? I used to think that way. And yes, if you can outsource something, yeah, do it. But you can't outsource everything in your household, so going in it with a mentality of my time is much more worth than bringing the kids to kindergarten or doing the laundry, well, that's not really helpful. And one rule she has is, time is measured in minutes, not in dollars. And this is so true. Time is measured in minutes, not in dollars. Everyone has 24 hours in a day, and you have to find a way to get an alignment so the things that need to get done are going to get done when they need to be done. So this is huge. Everyone's time is created equal and both sides need to realize this. For the person who is doing more in the household, that person needs to realize, well, yes, yeah, sometimes maybe I think I can do it better than my partner or I can do it faster than them. But it's your responsibility to get an alignment of what done really looks like. Because so much about feeling overwhelmed with all the to-dos in your household is also about you having to keep track of everything that needs to be done. It's not just that you have to do all these things, but then your partner agreed to get the kids to school or to do the dishes. But you dang know well that you have to keep track of does it get done. And there's a simple reason for this. When you don't have simple minimal standards in place, well then one has to really overview the other. So what is part of the game is you determine what does done really look like. What are our standards in our household? For example, in my household we have a dishwasher. Now, because I realized I hate doing the dishes, my girlfriend doesn't like it, and we want to have a clean household. We don't want to do the dishes once a week and have all this thing pile up. So we got the dishwasher, and now after we eat a meal, we just put everything in the dishwasher and the room leaks clean. That's our minimal standard. Other standards could include like, we pick up the trash once a week on Sunday and it's out. Or daily, I don't know. But that's a minimal standard. Once you define what done looks like, you can hold each other accountable. The problem we often have is we have different expectations. But when you get an alignment about your shared expectations, now it's so much more easier to create a situation in which you don't feel resentment and in which you feel like you can rely on the other person. So the person, to come back to time, who often does much more, has to realize I can delegate this to my partner. Some things. And again, I recommend you pick up this book because I, I have a limited ability to teach this to you in like a 10-15 minute video. So if you want to play this game, I highly recommend you get this book. It is wonderful. So that one person has to realize, yeah, I can get help. Yeah, right now I can do it faster, but if I teach my partner how we want this to be done and what it includes, then we can create more alignment and I can actually free up my mental space. Then the other person who does less 
much less often, has to realize, yeah, my time is equally valuable as the one of my partner. Just because maybe I earn more or I'm more busy doesn't mean that I can take a backseat in the household. And this, for many of you, might seem scary, like, why should I read this book if it means more work for me? But it actually doesn't really mean more work for you because here's the thing. There's less conflicts, less nagging, less resentment, and you free up your mental space. Because you get an alignment. Yeah, you might have a few more to-dos, but you don't have to worry about, oh, what's my wife going to say next or so? So this has been huge. It includes a bit more work, maybe, but it has such huge payoffs. And you have to realize when your partner is well, your relationship is going to be so much better. When there's no resentment between the two of you, well, the relationship is going to be so much better. You're going to enjoy so much more sex. That's just the honest truth. When you have alignment and a connection, everything gets so much easier. So the first rule is everyone's time is created equal. Now the second rule is reclaim your right to be interesting. What Eve talks about in this book is about the she-fault parent. Meaning often the women are becoming the main caretaker by default. They didn't plan to do this, but they slipped into the role because most often in the first year, a baby is just more reliant on the mother. That's just the way it is. So women often become the she-fall parent and they lose their right to be interesting. They lose their right to do their hobbies, to go out with the girls, to follow their passion. They sacrifice so much in the name of the family and paradoxically, it makes them less attractive to their partners and less happy and they are less able to take care of their children. So your responsibility as the mother or as the father is to take care of yourself and to engage in pursuits that fuel you with joy and passion. And what she talks about in this book is that if your only purpose is to raise children, you're going to lose yourself along the way and you lose your ability to take care of your children. So you need to reclaim your right to be interesting. And she's also written a new book called Unicorn Space, which is all about how do you reclaim your own unicorn space, as she calls it, where you can follow your passion and give yourself permission to have a life outside the family. Then the third rule is to get started where you are right now. Maybe you feel like, well, my partner isn't helpful at all in my relationship. Or you might say, yeah, we're doing pretty good, but things could improve. You have to assess where are we right now and then be the person who proactively seeks to make changes, if you wish. Don't wait for change to happen. Your partner just doesn't change overnight because he or she had an epiphany. Most often not. So you have to be proactive first by getting this book and then reading it and devouring it and then making the first step and reclaiming your own right to be interesting, to have your own space 
and then starting the conversation with your partner. Now, fair play, again, is not about equal share of tasks or to-dos. It's more about making it like it feels fair. Perceived fairness is the goal. And what she talks about in this part of the book is that there are four different types of women in relationships with children. First is the new superwoman. The new superwoman is a woman, she's holding 60 or more of the cards you'll have when you're playing this game. So she does a lot. There are a hundred cards. You don't play every one of those cards. You want to play as little cards as possible. So the new superwoman does a lot and she works a full-time job. The second one is the accidental traditionalist. This is the woman who had ambitions, but now she's more a full-time caretaker by default. She didn't intend to do this. She didn't intend to be, become a full-time caretaker, but she actually did. Then the third type of woman with children is the attentional traditionalist. This is the woman who actually sought out to be a full-time mom, who just wanted to have children and raise them. And then the fourth type, let me check, it was the collaborator. The collaborator. The collaborator is the woman you want to be. It's when you have a collaborative effort together with your partner. Now on the contrary side, there are five types of, of men that she breaks down. So let me just go through them one by one. First is the giant kid. I, I love these, these names. The giant kid. The giant kid is the one who's so playful, one loves playing with the kids, but you don't really take him seriously in the household. Second one is the traditionalist. This is the one who expects his partner, man or woman, to actually stay at home. Then thirdly, we've got the where's the butter? Where's the butter? This is the man who's just clueless. He has no idea where things are in the household or how they're done. And this man, these men, they need guidance. They need guidance. I, I was one of them, to be honest. Like I wanted to help, but I just didn't know how to help or I didn't know where the things are. And then the fourth type is one step forward, two steps backward. And this is the man who wants to help, but takes on much more than he can handle. And as a result, things fall sidewards. They just don't get completed. And then there's the fifth type of man, and that's the more than most, more than most. And this is the man you want to have. And when you start playing fair play, typically you get a man who's more than most. So most men, they actually want this. They want to have a collaborative effort where there's no resentment. And yes, at first you might have to convince them to play because it feels like more work. But when you get started, it actually feels good because it brings the unspoken out into the open. So this is huge. And then the fourth key rule of play is you want to establish your values and standards. So when you start playing, like I said, there are a hundred cards in this game. 
And again, there's a deck that you can buy where you have all the cards to play. There are 100 cards. You don't want to play 100 cards. You want to play as many cards as necessary, but as little cards as possible. So, for example, there are many things that just need to be done. But then there are things that you could both agree on that this is unnecessary stuff. So, you get clear on first what does really matter. What does need to be done and then you de define why does it need to get done and how does done look like. And this is huge. How does done look like? And the principle behind this book is when you own a task, you own it completely. Let's say you own the task, get the kids to school. Well, you don't just own, get in the car, drive them to school, drop them off. No, you get them ready for school. You pack their lunch bag, you do that thing, and you clothe them and all those things. You make sure they're ready to get to school. And you plan. Maybe you have a carpool where every week you share the load with other parents who drive the kids to school. Well, you have to organize that. That's part of your job too. So the entire book is based on when you own a task, you own it completely. You own it from planning to execution. And this is huge because this relieves you of the mental load that you have to think about what your partner will do. With this, you can trust that your partner will get it done. And now, this is not the typical relationship book, but I think everybody who wants to be or is in a serious long-term relationship should read this book. So I highly recommend that you order your copy right now. The link is in the description down below. Get the Fair Play Deck 2. And then if you like this video, could you smash like and subscribe down below. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of my future videos. And then I'll see you in the next one.